Hey, 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 Miles. Hi, Miles. Uh, before we do the intro and all of that, um, I have some bad news for you and the audience. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, what's up? So, um, we were in, we're, we're in a bit of a rush recording this, uh, <laughs> and, uh, for various reasons that we will definitely get into as, as in a little bit because it's a story worth telling. Is it? <laughs> Is my question, Moz. Moz, I love you very much. Is it? Is it a good, it's interesting not. story? It's look, her but depressing is, tale of um. Look, the point human. is, is that Miles Miles has a new microphone, and it took three hours to get it to set up properly. That's the story. Oh, it's anyway, just nasty. Anyway, we're in a bit of a rush. I was making dinner, and then had to rush up here to start recording mm-hmm. so um so welcome to the spaghetti episode oh i love that i wish i was having a spaghetti episode it's the episode where i have a bowl of spaghetti that i'm you might hear me eating Miles, you know what this means what does it mean miles asmr episode it is it is the worst is it is the worst good? can we do the intro please no. Wait, yeah, we can. Welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio, your unofficial guide to navigating the airwaves. I'm Miles. And I'm Mars. Welcome to the spaghetti episode. Welcome to the spaghetti episode. Welcome to the first (laughs) annual Artificial Ghost Music Awards. Yes, yes. Clap, 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 clap. I will definitely add audience clapping in the edit. Only once. (laughs) Only (laughs) Only once. (laughs) Sync up with that clap, bastard. (laughs) We're, yeah, we're, so, we are a disaster this episode already. So, no, it's good. It's good. I have a fun, frantic energy. <laughs> uh, so welcome to the first annual Artificial Ghost Music Awards. Like Miles already said, I'm taking his bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Mars, who are you wearing? Um, I'm wearing um, Yoda. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why did I say Yoda? I'm wearing Yoda's skin. I think that's Hello, what I was everybody. going I'm for. I'm wearing Yoda's skin. <laughs> I'm a very distinct type of pervert. <laughs> I think that's what I was going for. But at the same time, Yoda is very small, so it wouldn't do very good. Yeah, what part of you is covered by Yoda? <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, Mazone. <laughs> do you want to know who I'm wearing? Uh, who are you wearing, Miles? I'm wearing Tom Selleck's mustache. It's wow, pretty good. I mean, it is pretty big, but it, it's not really covering... Like, we're both more nude than not. Oh, yeah, fully. And then I'm going to take it off and there's going to be a smaller mustache. It's a really a multi-layered mustache reveal. That's um, definitely like a Monty Python bit, so I love mm-hmm. that. Surely. 
Uh, and mm-hmm. so we're hosting the red carpet. Who do you think is going to come down the red no, carpet? No, 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 no. I think it's the purple carpet. The purple carpet. Who's coming down the purple dusty carpet? The dusty raggedy purple carpet. Because we're ghosts. The, the purple carpet. Because we're in a haunted house. We... Well, I was going more for like the, the, uh, like the purple carpet that we just like found at oh it's like, like a, our grandma's rug garage sale yeah. yeah oh yeah it's our grandma's rug yeah we have um, the shared grandma the shared grandma we're not related in any way but we do have a shared we grandma. both adopted a grandma together yes yes we both did um so we're uh, hosting the awards yes, what are the categories for this evening mars <clears throat> oh my gosh i wish i had cards <sighs> Why didn't shuffle. I think to bring cards? Wait, wait, yeah. I have, oh, wait, 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 I can do that. Oh, you got it? Oh, this is plastic again. <laughs> is this on. bit funny more? <laughs> more times I, I do it? I don't know, I don't know. Try it again, we'll, uh, and uh, we'll see if it's funny. Yeah, oh, wait, I chucked it away because it was too annoying. <laughs> okay, here we go, first card. <clears throat> uh, so, your first category is Best New Artist. Mm. Are we going to go through all of them? No, I don't. Award shows generally don't. That's true. Yeah, now that you've said that. Yeah. Fake yeah, new so artist. Best new artist. Uh, so this is an artist who recently started their career. Doesn't have to be in 2018, but 2018 adjacent. I also and bought a band and not an artist. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Artist can mean a broad, like, you know, it says artist on the tab of the iTunes no matter what. And I'm I'm an artist, and I've never sung in my life, and you know that to be true. Yeah, and you're in the iTunes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're up in there. I'm I'm in I'm in Mr. Tunes. <laughs> don't hmm. Hey, you're the one that made it that way. I am not the one who made it that way. Mr. Tunes and I have a con- have a platonic consensual relationship. I am I am not like bothered by your relationship with Mr. Tunes. I just don't want to hear about it. <laughs> That's fair. Anyway. So who's go- so who's going first? I don't know. We we're so frazzled. This one. It's because I'm freaking out, man. Mm. I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking out too from all the spaghetti. <laughs> I hate you. I'm gonna suddenly change the band that I'm bringing in the middle of the episode. Is that fun? I've never done that before. <laughs> I've done it before. Why not? You have. Um, I've done it. <laughs> I've decided. I haven't done any research. <laughs> so, so your your notes are now useless. I have the Wikipedia up on my phone. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. that's so. Why don't I go first then, so you can read up a little bit? Oh, that's a great idea, Mars. Hey, Mars, what's your new favorite um, new artist for for twenty eighteen or before ish? So, my nomination for best new artist is it's fucking Caliucci's. Of course, it is. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay. And if this is a spoiler, then don't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to answer, you don't have to include it. Is Carly mm-hmm. Uchi's going to be your answer for everything? No. Are you lying to me? I am actually not. Okay. <laughs> I trust am you. You're in my. So, why do no. you like Carly Uchi's? As if people don't know. Look, I mean... Obviously. Well, maybe the, the better right. question is why why are you nominating her for your best new artist? So, here's the deal. I've spent 
so much time on this show talking about her. Uh, we did a whole special dedicated to her most recent album, Isolation. And to be honest, I don't know how much I have more to say, except for all this that I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, like, I, I feel like I've said for the most part, like, all I can, all I can say about her on this show until she drops some more music, um, but I mean, really, like, what's wild to me, what's like, and I've never had this sort of instant connection with a with a musician before, uh, like within such a short span of time since the album released, uh, she's absolutely just become a complete icon to me. I, I, I Honestly, like, I, I think one of the things that really draws me to her, and it's definitely in retrospect since realizing my asexuality, I really appreciate that, like, the power that she represents in Champions, and we've talked about it before, how, like, her music makes you feel powerful when you're listening to it. Um, Like, that power that she represents in Champions in her music, it isn't sexual power, like, that someone like Cardi B represents. Yeah. You know, which, well, I, I, I've talked about it before that I, you know, I think that kind of power is especially, uh, is extremely important in music to talk about. Um, especially for like empowering women and empowering women of color. Um, but for me, like, like that aspect of it, while I really respect and appreciate it is something that's like, yeah, just, just because it's important doesn't mean it has to be relatable. Right, exactly. And I still enjoy Cardi B's music to, to an extent. Um, but I don't listen to her as often as, as, uh, as I used to. Um, but maybe when when she drops her uh, like a new album, I'll definitely check it out for sure. Yeah. Um, but like Kaliuchi's, I don't know. She she reps a, she represents a power that's like completely separate from others' influence entirely, but not one that's like unkind or unsupportive or anything. Yeah. You know, I, I I've talked about it many times now that she has like a lot of socialist songwriting in her songs, mm-hmm. like especially with uh with your teeth in my neck yeah she's absolutely inspirational to me in a lot of ways and that's why i'm proud to nominate her for this award well ain't that lovely some people worship diamonds and She will never know that she's been nominated. No. No. Uh, if, if we got to the point where Kali Uchis listened to this podcast, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, if Kali Uchis knew my name, uh... Fuck. I don't know. I don't know Something on that is, one. Yeah. Well, no. No, <laughs> well, probably uh, not. So, Miles. So, Miles. What is your nomination? My last minute nomination. <laughs> your last minute nomination. Because while you were talking in the intro, I had a song stuck in my head and I was like, wait a minute. When did they start making music? And then I googled it and I was like, that's close enough. Sorry. <laughs> uh, geez. Okay. <clears throat> I was going to bring I Don't Know How But They Found Me. Because even though they've been sure. in bands previously, I think it's important that uh, it's important to show that even though you can have like a long 
career you can be in a lot of different bands you can try a lot of different things there isn't a set date on when you can find people that you match with and that you can make even better things with um and so i i was going to bring them and instead i'm going to bring a band that i've been very much into for the last two years i would say uh called reno drive and so they formed in 2014, but they only put out an album in 2017. So I'm doing uh, fuck all you. All right, all right, fine. Fuck you. I I was I was like hesitant when you said 2016, but all right, fine. Yeah. All right, I'll give um, you that. I was also thinking about bringing Brockhampton, and I was like, we've done enough. <laughs> we've done this too much. Yeah, we've we've uh, done enough. We've, done we've talked about Brock- Brockhampton plenty. Um. So I'm bringing Reno Drive. They are a band, you know, from their band. Oh, hey, bands. I'm in a band. Oh, bands? Oh, bands? bands? Oh, bands? Oh, I've never uh, heard they... of this. Musicians coming together to create music with them. Co- the combo, the, them doing it? The band. <laughs> the band <laughs> is from Bloomington, Minnesota. Uh, and mm-hmm. I know nothing about Minnesota. Who knows anything about Minnesota? If I'm hey, being honest. Hey, Miles, if I gave you a, a blank map of the US, could you point to me where Minnesota is? You keep saying, like, bringing up that we should do that, and I will one day. I don't know where Minnesota is. I know where at most 10 states are. At I th- most. I think I know where Minnesota I know generally where Minnesota is. I'm going to guess it's in the Midwest. I don't think that's right. All right. You're in like the northwest, aren't you? Oregon, Pacific sort of northwest. northwest. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. See, I know things. I know things about shit. Okay, so I apparently yes, Minnesota is a midwestern state. <gasps> I'm so smart, Miles. I'm the smartest. But person it's it. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I know okay. Althea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so Reno Drive. Band. Band. Reno Drive. Reno Drive Band. Band Reno Drive. Reno Drive. They're from Minnesota. I'm con- would it be fun if I called it Minnesota? You can go ahead and do it. I can't stop okay. you. So the genres that they sort of go for is, um, and, okay, so this is kind of a flashback, uh, genre-wise, and I will allow your judgment, is okay. emo, indie rock, power pop, pop punk, and post-hardcore. Very high school for me. This is this is definitely your thing. It is. <laughs> so they formed in 2014. They did, like, I think, a song or two. <laughs> and then they didn't sure. do anything for a couple years. And then in uh, March of 2017, they released their uh, first full-length album called Greatest Hits, which I think is a great name for a first album. <laughs> yeah, that's that's setting a pretty high standard. That's a good stamp. I think it's fantastic. That that's like that's like fucking some Neil Armstrong shit right there. It's <laughs> a good point. Um, and I bought them, and and seriously, like I, because I thought about this for like two seconds, and then I did it. So like I don't have notes or anything, but I think I I wanted to bring a band that started off very small and is still quite small, um, and is in a genre that isn't typically you know, uh, common isn't typically radio-friendly necessarily. 
Um, and I really like their sort of styling of their music videos. I like really raw music. And, and we've talked about this, I think, when I bought um, the Song for Reindeer by The Music Tapes, uh, because sure. I quite like lo-fi sort of weird nasty songs <laughs> um and i know that you don't necessarily but like that's sort of like i think you. i think you and my dad would get along musically probably uh one day um, i mean yeah. he is he's definitely uh, a big fan of like industrial shit mm-hmm. uh which i think you're into yeah so like yeah you'd get along <laughs> um yeah i don't have much else to say would you like to sample one of their songs Sure, we didn't do that with Caliucci's, but yeah. We didn't because we did the whole dang-ass fucking special. If you haven't heard a Caliucci's song by this point listening to this show, that's valid. <laughs> More than valid. That's fine. I'll get but something you should. <laughs> I was gonna bring- actually no, I'm gonna bring the music video because the music video starts off with an 11 second Naruto run video. Here we go. Okay. All right. Let's All give right. the song a little listen. <laughs> Let's go for it. I don't want to fucking be anymore. I'm leaving forever. If you miss me, whatever, I don't care. I'm tired of your face and the way that you hate everything. You make me want to start smoking cigarettes. That's a surprisingly like bright and cheerful video for a uh, a song that is maybe not so bright and cheerful for the most part. Perhaps no bright, and- <laughs> perhaps not bright and cheerful. Yeah, correct. I do also enjoy. I think most of all this uh, former member Sam Mathis on drums because it's kind of hard <laughs> when you're doing a video clip like this to illustrate, uh, like when you're running down a road. Uh, how a drummer does so yeah i like how he just has his drumsticks uh yeah i i love uh imagining the the people in the cars passing by uh watching as these people desperately pretend to play their instruments it's extremely good running behind a car that has a camera in it so i i find reno drives music very honest and very fun honestly uh, and I can yeah. really imagine it in a live context, especially. Um, so that's my nomination for the for the favorite artist of my 2018. You know what? That's that's a really good pick. Uh, this is the first song that I'm hearing from them, but I actually really like it. Uh, so heck, <laughs> Miles, heck Miles, how are we supposed to announce the winners? Uh, well, I did propose that perhaps we could put up on um, our Twitter, at ArtGhostPod, that uh, a poll that people could vote on for who they oh. think is the, the best artist. Oh, but, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. So we could do that, or we could just oh. argue. <laughs> so you, we don't I have a lot of decide. time. I guess you decide. Okay. Not we don't have time. a lot of time Fucking to party. argue. Uh, Where's the next card? I'm trying to find it. Look. Uh, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll put up, we'll put up a poll and, uh, you've, you've, I, I will put a clip 
a Caliucci's clip somewhere in there. Uh, yeah. Probably at the end. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing your teeth and my neck. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I haven't played that one uh, for 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 the show before. I like that one. It's a good one. Um, and uh, and y'all, y'all can go to our Twitter, at ArtGhostPod, uh, and vote mm-hmm. for, for the winners. And then we'll announce the winners on the next episode, I guess. Guys, that, I don't have the that, highest hopes for mine, but <laughs> hey, go and vote. <laughs> you... Remo Drive is good. I haven't heard much of them, but they're good. So give them an on. It's up. To give them an them. honest try. Give them an honest try. Give them before a try you, before you default vote to Caliucci's, You cowards! Jeez. What am I? Okay. Do- who have I become? I don't know. I think it's my influence. Next are the nominees for the best musical moment of 2018. Uh, so best musical moment. What do we mean by that? Well. I think We've you never discussed. It. We never discussed it, so I think you say it. Um, so, uh, for best musical moment, I'm talking about um, a, like a moment in the year, or a moment in even down to a moment in like a single song that you just really, really enjoy, and you think was like the highlight of the year. Yeah. Like, what do you think was the musical highlight of the year? What do you think was the most important moment of the year musically? Mm-hmm. I know what mine is, but what's yours? Well, I guess I'm going first on all of these. Well, that's usually the format. Let's go. Well, this is kind of an unusual format, Miles. Sure is. We've never done it before, and clearly we're very good at it. Also, I'm imagining us as the Nintendogs announcers. Is that good? <laughs> uh, I can't believe you're mentioning Nintendogs and Brockhampton, because... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> squeeze me. So it's funny that you mentioned Brockhampton earlier because um, you said that we've talked too much about Brockhampton. You almost brought Brockhampton for your 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 best new artist. Indeed. Well, it's funny because my my nomination for the best musical moment of 2018 is Brockhampton's "Things We Lost in the Fire." I thought you were going to say the artificial ghosts <laughs> things we pulled from the ashes. <laughs> a short-lived um, segment a very short-lived segment and maybe one of my favorite names for sure, a segment beautiful. it's a, it, sorry um look things we lost in the file we've we've talked a lot about brockhampton as well this year uh i i think that's kind of the the sort of theme that you will see in these future uh the, the future award shows that we do is for the most part we're talking about stuff that we've always been talking about for the whole of the year. Um, Absolutely. But uh, Brockhampton is a, a, an incredibly unique band. They represent a sort of creative fire that I, I really respect and, and really aspire to. They push in so many unexpected directions, and it's wonderful to see what they'll do. All that said, 2018 was kind of a rough year for them. That's After true. what happened with the uh, with the former bandmate, uh, suddenly they had to recenter and start over. Basically, they announced and then silently canceled slash renamed albums after albums. Uh, team effort, puppy, best years of our lives. Uh, they revealed Tanya on Jimmy Fallon, which ended up on Iridescence months and months later. Uh, and then, like, and, and they were clearly going through uh, a lot. And 
still are, and frankly, that isn't any of my business. But right in the middle of all of it, during the Northern Hemisphere's summer of 2018, uh, they did a like they did like four to five radio shows uh, for Beats One, which is iTunes radio station thing, um, which I know very little about because uh, I don't use iTunes really. Um, but uh, they called it "Things We Lost in the Fire," uh, which is d- uh, definitely a-, a very symbolic title. I'm sure uh, I don't get do great at reading into stuff, but. Um, yeah, uh, it it's a good name anyway. I mean, I'll say the symbolism isn't the hardest to figure out. No, but I'm also very dumb. <laughs> All right. This That's is what this is this is why I usually talk about production. Um, so uh, and and like Miles mentioned uh, at the top, we had a uh, a a whole segment. Uh, I had a whole segment. Uh, for the first couple of episodes of the show, because this was going on right when we started the show. Um, and and yeah, I called it uh, What We Pulled From The Ashes, which is a name I'm really proud of. Uh, yeah, and then they stopped doing it by, like, our second episode. Uh, but the the show itself, like, was really cool. It was run like a regular radio station, and it... And, like, they curated the songs that played themselves. And to me, it's always interesting to hear what music other other musicians are into. Yeah, it's always, like, it's, it's interesting to hear influences, but it's even more interesting to hear the stuff that they just listen to in their downtime. That's why I really like that, um, uh, what's this series called? Oh, dear. I think it's, um, something records and uh, artists and musicians and stuff go in and pick out like their favorite cds and records and movies and everything um and show it to the camera and it's always fascinating because you have no idea what they're going to pick out yeah i think i know what you're talking about but i also don't know the name so this is very helpful it is oh amoeba records what's in my bag ah right Yeah, yeah 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 um what they also did on three of the, uh, they did a couple of these shows, but on uh, three of them, they released uh, original songs uh, that we talked about uh, on on the show already. Uh, and these are, trying to remember, like, all the names off the top of my head. Yeah, you do it. So there's, I mean, it's Diana Truman and, oh, what's the? Wildfire. Wildfire. 1999 Wildfire, 1998 Truman. And then 1997, Diana. The Princess Diana. Yeah. Um, And these songs, these three songs, like, they, for me, like, they're some of the, like, some of my favorite songs that Brockhampton has ever released, especially since the Saturation Trilogy is, for me, forever tainted and unlistenable. And these three songs represent what I love about the Saturation Trilogy, and... In, in a form that I can really love, too. Like, yeah. Iridescence is an amazing album in its own re- own right, and I do re-listen to it. Uh, but the Saturation Trilogy was magical at the time, and the songs released during the run of Things We Lost in the Fire show me that that magic never died, it just eventually evolved. I think what we addressed in the Brockhampton special is still true for me, is that I think they're just trying to work through some stuff. When you look at Absolutely. their career, because, like, I could have brought them to the new artist segment because they've been producing since, like, what, 2016? 
Like mm-hmm. it's been a quite a short amount of time, and they their career has a very unique trajectory. I think like trajectory. Um, yeah. Like with the Vice Line documentary, and then shooting into a bunch of albums, and then going through this whole process while getting more and more and more fans. Like they their exponential growth is incredible. And then having to figure out what to do with themselves, what kind of image they want to put out there, like if they should have an a- amicable breakup or if they should still keep making money off the songs. And I think they made the right decision. And I think that now they're sort of trying to figure out, they're trying to get out all that bad blood and then continue making the sort of music that you heard on the things that we lost in the fire. I mean, maybe, or maybe they'll take it to a completely different wild creative direction. Who knows? But I all I know is that, like, you know, for the moment, like, those three songs, like, I don't know. They represent a very special moment for me, not only because of, like, the fact that they're really good songs and they were released in an interesting way at an interesting time, um, but also because, like, that at that time is when we were starting this show, which places me very, like... You know, it's a very sort of co co joined time that uh, that you know uh, really really puts me in a place, and I really enjoy it. Uh, and that's all I got. So that's my nomination for best musical moment. Thanks for lost in the fire. <laughs> okay, I like that. Miles. Mars. What is your nomination for best musical moment? My nomination for my favorite musical moment of 2018 is the release of the this is america video clip by childish gambino ah uh, yeah yeah it you know what rocked no, my yeah, that, fucking that makes off. sense yeah i i was going over a couple different things and i was thinking like oh should it be like an actual bit from a song should it be like something an artist did there were a lot of interesting things that happened this year I think that 2017, 2018 have been really good uh, years for music. Um, I agree. I absolutely agree. But, like, it always came back to This Is America. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, pretty, like, I got really deep into, like, analyzing the video. And it was, like, I think it was, like, right after Get Out came out. And I was mm-hmm. just sort of deep in the paint. Um, and it the, the parts of the video clip made everyone think really hard about the current state of america and we've talked before about how like even though i don't live in america and i'm not american american stuff affects everywhere very deeply yeah absolutely sort of institutional level um sort of the rise of uh you know the alt-right in australia is definitely uh aided by america i think um, and I think this video clip is a very interesting analysis and portrayal. I just hit a pen. That was fun. <laughs> of the sort of black American experience. And I think Gambino did such an interesting and fantastic job with this music video. It is it is seriously incredible. And I don't think we need to even watch it again because it's so, it has such a lasting... Yeah, impact. at this point, it has like 457 million views or whatever. Yeah. Uh, everyone's seen it. Everyone's everyone's seen it. You've Listen, seen it. You've seen it already. You've seen you, it. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't watched it because you don't like, I don't know, like rap or childish or whatever, or soul or R&B, anything, if you don't like that kind of music, I'm sorry. Fucking listen to it. It Seriously. <laughs> and I, I can't even. I don't have words for it. It's also, something that you should just see. 
I do, I do appreciate that um, that Child Gamb- Childish Gambino has, uh, as far as I'm aware, never commented on the video. No, he's like radio silent about it. Everything yeah. is from just uh, sort of uh, music history professor's analysis, some yeah. sort of uh, other people's uh, artistic analysis of the video, but there's never been any confirmation. Uh, well, that- here's here's I think what's what's interesting is I think he's. He, he made, you know, he and his team made the video and then he is separating himself from it because he wants to, you know, he doesn't want it to be like looked at through the lens of artist, artistic intent. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. We've talked about that before with Mitski, I think, is that mm-hmm. whole like, sure, you have a message, but as well, you want to see sort of everyone's reactions separate from yours. And um, I, th- it was I think it was either a college kids reactor, like an adults reactor, whatever, one of those Fine Brothers videos, uh, mm-hmm. to the music video, and they had one of the dancers, uh, because in the video there are uh, a couple sort of school kids dancing behind Gambino, having a good time, um, and he was in the video, uh, reacting to it and sort of telling some behind the scenes things, like how they shot it all in one take and how it's like just sort of a rotating camera <laughs> and how everything mm-hmm. had to be perfectly in place inside the warehouse. Otherwise it'd be fucked up completely. Um, and how there was, I, I didn't rewatch it. I should have, but there was a lot of like little things that Gambino made sure was in the background and that people were doing just so everything could be perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's a very like the music video again, you've all seen it, but the music video is so intricately intricately made. Mm-hmm. Like it is like it's like an OK Go music video, kind of well, like times two, yeah. not quite times ten, because the because OK Go does very yeah. high standards. But like I don't know, it was on a it was on a, a razor's edge of of falling apart for sure. Yeah, like during production, I I'm sure I I can't imagine how many resets they had to do. Yeah. I think the one thing that I can choose as like my distinctive favorite favorite moment from this music video, my favorite within the favorite, is the final moments of him running. Uh, because like I said before, this was just after Get Out got released. Uh, and Get Out is now, I wouldn't say my favorite movie, probably like top five though. Like it is... It is incredible because not only am I a big horror buff nerd person. I'm not. <laughs> I've um, never seen it or Hereditary yeah. or any Listen, of the big ones. They're all good. I mean, I've I never did. seen It Follows. Because, <laughs> well, you don't like horror, do you? I fucking do not like being scared. Yeah, so like that's why I haven't watched any movies with Mars, but I have a lot of friends that do. And we have really good discussions about it. And after watching Get Out, I watched it for the first time by myself because it isn't actually, it's not like ghosts and ghouls scary. It's afraid for your life scary. It's right, I'm a minority yeah. scary. It's just sort of I'm alive in the world scary because that's the scariest kind of scary is the <laughs> things that happen could happen. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I won't yeah. spoil it because it is one of the best movies of the past few years. Um, and I'm ex- very excited for Jordan Peele's next movie. It's called Us, and it stars uh, Lupita, uh, which I'm very excited for. Um, but uh, Is it also so- going to be scary? Yes, yeah, a spooky movie. 
Fuck. <laughs> Jordan Peele only does care shit. Um, he's also going to host the new Twilight Zone, so I'm excited. Yeah, um, I'll watch that probably. So the the At way least that it one relates episode to before this I is get America. too scared. All right. The way that that relates to this is America is that um, I mean, not only is like they they are connected because like the opening to Get Out is Redbone, and like there's a bit of a connection there. They've worked together before. Um, but the end of This Is America, he's running through this darkened, like, I think it's a parking garage, and he's just yeah. running and sweating, and there's light on him, and there's, like, faceless people running towards him or with him. You can't really tell, but from the expression on his face, you can guess that he's running from them. Uh, and a lot of people, including me, uh, have thought that this sort of looks a bit like in Get Out, what they call the sunken place, which is a place that the main villain, I would say one of the main villains or antagonists of the movie, puts black people in. Uh, And it's where you are completely powerless and trapped within your own body, and you are watching things from behind us, like a screen, basically. And your life isn't your own anymore, which has a lot of different metatextual layers to it, I think, which is, I can't unpack all here. But yeah, people yeah. think that it represents that. Even if it doesn't look exactly like that, it feels the same because he's trapped and he's constantly in a loop of running away from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's really interesting, honestly. I think that would be a very interesting metaphor if he intended that, even if he didn't. Um, and even and even if he didn't, uh, I think just the simple thing of seeing a black man running for his life constantly is part of american culture it is history it is what a lot of people have had to do um yeah i i think what's 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 especially like provoking about the video is that the metaphor uh can go as deep as you want it to go but however shallow it is it's pretty obvious what he's talking about it's about racism it's about slavery it's about black people only being there for entertainment purposes showing like the dancing school kids and like having fun uh, yeah. but then behind them all this violence and shit is happening um, you've all seen it you've all you've seen all it seen you've it. all seen the video let's move and, on yeah i think this yeah that's why it's my favorite that's my nomination uh so yeah again we'll put up a poll do you want me to shuffle more cards yes please uh, so our next and final category uh, for this year's uh, Art Art Ghost Awards, Music Awards. Could you imagine if an actual awards show was run this way? <laughs> no, because it wouldn't keep going. There'd be it two, wouldn't. There would be the two minutes that we did before we started actually doing the segments, and they would have cut the cameras. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like this is a dis- this is a disaster. This is it's going to be fun. Disaster. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to listen to, probably. But it's a disaster. <laughs> anyway, our next and final category for this year's Art Ghost Music Awards is Best New Album. Best New Album. The most important. It's not. It's just the one we like the most. Most important. Um. Do you like the musical stings after everything? I do, I do. It's like, uh, it's like Beastie Boys call and response, but more like soothing. (laughs) That's pretty good. Guess what? What's your shit? Guess what, bitch? Is it fucking isolation? Yes. 
but... Alright, well then mine is... Okay! <laughs> yeah? My my album of the year is Isolation, and no one can argue with me on that. It is the album of the year. It is your album of the year. It is the album of the year. It but is your album of the year. It is the album of the year, but... The one that I'm nominating today. Okay. A twist. Is the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate soundtrack. My fucking god. <laughs> okay, I have to go. I'm gonna catch a boss by <laughs> Bastard. Um so yes, obviously if if I was taking this a hundred percent seriously, I would bring isolation. To be honest, if I was taking it, you know, 80% seriously, I probably still wouldn't bring the Smash Brothers Ultimate soundtrack. But I didn't want to keep talking about Kaliuchi's because we've talked about her so much and I love her to death. Oh, but- okay. Okay, Mars. I also love you to death, but uh, if you're making the justification that you didn't want to bring Kaliuchi's because you've talked about her too much, hey, Mars. Super Smash Brothers? Hey, Moss? Yes, but my actual talking about it on the show has been kind of minimal. So, uh, you know. Hey, Miles? Yeah, what the fuck do you want? You okay? <clears throat> yeah, I'm fine. ASMR. <laughs> okay. scratching up your head. Okay. Alright. Why do you like the Smash Brothers soundtrack? Here's the other reason why I'm bringing this. Oh my god. It's because, even though it was mostly a joke, we did talk about doing a Smash Brothers special, and we're, we, it just didn't end up happening. So this oh, is yeah. So this is just the opportunity to talk about the Smash music soundtrack Smash in this podcast. In this podcast. Feel free. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I just... Just did a dramatic gesture that no one will ever see. Yeah, that's disappointing. It totally. is. Uh, so, Smash Brothers has always really held a a sort of special magic for me. I've always loved Nintendo games, and I, I think I always will. You know, I, I love that they are always respecting their own history, not just because of nostalgia, but to honor the people who worked on those games. And to me, Smash Bros. and especially Smash Ultimate perfectly encapsulates that. The music is what seals the deal, though. All of this amazing, like, like all of the fucking characters and all the stages and all of the fucking story mode bullshit could be in the game. And if the soundtrack was just generic, like, fighting game music, da 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 whatever, bullshit, I mean, I would still absolutely buy it, but probably wouldn't be playing it forever like i definitely will with smash ultimate i've already put 75 hours into the game christ and i will keep playing the game for probably forever um mm-hmm. i mean jesus the soundtrack is over like 900 songs long it's ridiculous mm-hmm. um so i don't know like i kind of ran out of steam i have a story i guess relating to it go for it uh for new year's this year, or last year, New Year's Eve, um, I had folks over for a little party. Um, and it was lovely because we all just sat down in my lounge room and played some uh, Super Smash Bros. together. And it was very nice. I actually won a couple times. 
Um, Yay! Because whenever I play against Mars, I can't. And <laughs> you've won a couple times. I won like two out of thirty. It's fine. Don't pity me. And it it was really just genuinely lovely, just having some drinks and hugging my friends and playing Smash. It's it's a bringer together game. Yeah, uh, that see that's what I love about Smash Brothers is that's that like ridiculous attention to detail and like like that shared like Smash Brothers is like a place where all of your all of your friends like shared childhoods come together to play. Yeah, which is f- so fucking dope and cool that that's a game that can exist. Um, I don't know. It's it's great, and what makes this game sa- soundtrack so special too is how much of uh, how much of it is music that absolutely no one asked for, but still rules. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and I actually have a couple that I want to share. Right. Uh, so these are remixes of songs that absolutely no one wanted, yet they still kick so much ass because the games and songs that they represent have just as much right to have a kick-ass remix as any other big-name game. So the first one, it's funny that you mentioned Nintendogs earlier. Because this is the bath time theme, the new remix, uh, from 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 Nintendogs in Smash Ultimate. So you know how you have like 75 hours clocked on Smash so far? Yeah. I definitely had like 400 on Nintendogs. Fuck yeah. I had three. I had over three thousand in Team Fortress Two. I'm awful. I'm an awful, wretched person. (laughs) Anyway, here it is. Let's listen to it. Undertale. It is a little bit, I guess. I don't know enough about Undertale really to to know that that comparison, but yeah. No, that's true. I forgot. Yeah, uh, I one thing that I really like about this song uh, and uh, really all of the songs that I'm I'm bringing is that they like they really do go a lot of places. Yeah, a, a lot of places that you really wouldn't expect. Um, I, I really think that it's, like... And also, like, it's especially weird because, like, the last Smash Brothers game already had a Bath Time remix that was pretty good. And then they come along with this one, and it's just, like... It's very fun. It's co- cool. More good stuff. Yeah. Thanks, I guess. Uh, but yeah, this one's this one's nice. Uh, what are your thoughts while I bring up the next one? Um, yeah. Because for fighting games, you need songs that, like, are upbeat and kind of all over the place. Because, like, especially Smash, it's very chaotic. So you need kind of chaotic sounds to go along with it. I think it does its job very well. But what's interesting is that that's not always true. There's actually a a lot of... um, There are a couple of songs in Smash Brothers that are mostly silence. Some are nature sounds. That is true. Um, there are a lot. You know what? There's 900 fucking songs 
There's a lot of variety. And, and we're going and we're going to bring all of them today now. Uh so next up, uh I wanted to highlight the F0 medley simply because it has lyrics and it's pretty dope. All right. I don't know anything about this shitty fuck. Who does? Nathan. All right. All right, let's do that. Count. Three, Count. two, one, go. There are li- there are actual lyrics. With a Eurobeat-style progression and powerfully delivered lyrics by the immortal Takanobu Mitsuyoshi of Daytona USA fame, this song inspires the feeling of the racetrack that the game's music is based off. It sure does. Thanks, Snow Teradian on <laughs> GeniusLyrics.com. Thank you for your service. I'm saluting. I'll go ahead and fucking upvote. No, I have to sign in to upvote. Never mind. Not doing that. Oh, gee. So this song has actual, actual lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no uh, idea. I can't believe you just told me that. Because that other yeah. thing wasn't in the podcast. It, part of it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I This this song was, uh, there was a, a little clip of it that was released before the game was uh, as a little preview. And people were giving it some amount of shit. Um, but I think the song is kind of a kind of a jam, honestly. I think it's pretty fun. I mean, again, like it's a fighting game song. It's it's you're you're probably not going to be listening to it on your morning commute, but uh, I think it's it's a, a really fun, really like energetic, great song, and I think having lyrics benefits it uh, a lot. Yeah. It makes sense that the dude uh, did stuff for Daytona USA. It sounds very Daytona. It sounds very Initial D. It's very like, I'm at the arcade by the cinema and we go and play some arcade games before we go watch Shrek 2 or whatever the shit. <laughs> um, also, there there's a surprisingly dense amount of music in... <laughs> so much or, happening. Or, a, 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 well, a dense amount of like instrumentation and then a dense amount of, of lyrics as well. Um, it's, it's really interesting how much effort goes into these songs, considering that... For the most part, uh, they're going to be m- sort of uh, muted out by the sounds of punching and swords and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, the last song that I want to highlight is the Galaga medley. And I just, all of this really is an excuse to talk about this song, this remix. Okay. Because who the fuck was like, you know what, I really want to... A medley of all of the great Galaga music. I couldn't tell you anything from Galaga if my life depended on it. I there's da 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 da. It's just 
It's just like note. It's just like three second notes. And it got <laughs> turned. Galaga things in the game. And they turned that like three second loop, those like really short loops, into this amazing, badass, complicated song. So let's give it a whittle listen. This is a song that I I would listen to, and I do listen to on my morning commute. No, I don't. But I totally should. No, this song is just a fucking jam, and it's an accomplishment that they created so much using so little. I mean, they made most of it up, but honestly, like, that's what I think... I really enjoy in a in a remix like my problem with a lot of remixes of like actual non-video game music is that a lot of times they just don't sound that different or just sound terrible because they're just taking like they're just sampling the original song and turning it into something else which I think usually sounds terrible rather than rearranging and then remixing which is what like they're doing here um I don't know I, it sounds good and I like it, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> I think that's fair. So, Miles. So, Miles. What is your grim, grim vibe? Nom in nation. My nom nation. Your nom nation. My nomad nation. Your nommed nation. My nomination for the best album of 2018 is, of course, the illustrious, the incredible. Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet. Here's the thing, and here's the here's the thing. If you, I'm if, right. <laughs> is that really? I'm not in the poll. I'm not gonna put Smash Brothers Ultimate Soundtrack versus Dirty Computer. You know that. I'm gonna put Isolation versus Dirty Computer. I just wanted oh, to talk about Smash God. Brothers. Because here's the thing. Okay, come on. If I honestly, if like, if I was taking this a hundred percent seriously and didn't bring isolation, I would have brought Dirty Computer. Full oh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> because it's such a good fucking album. Here's the here's what gives it the edge for me. Uh, here's what gives Isolation the edge for me, though, is that just me personally, uh, Dirty Computer is maybe a slight bit too horny for my tastes. That's fair. May I get into it? You must. Okay. So, Dirty Computer. Uh, we haven't really talked about Janelle much on this uh, Yodcast. Um, uh, yeah, I I brought one of her songs, like, for our first, like, like test episode. Uh, oh, I think we did. I brought Janelle Monet. But other than that, yeah, we haven't really talked about her at all, which is... Uh, but we're both very big fans. Yeah, we're both very big fans, absolutely. Um, so, not only is Dirty Computer one of my more replayed albums, I would say, obviously, it is also, I think, a very culturally important album and event, because uh, the associated uh, movie to go along with 
the album that is the emotion picture. Excuse me. It's not a movie, it's an emotion picture. What the fuck do you want? It's an emotion picture. Miles, I'm gonna fucking cut your head off. That's is it good when I put my whole mouth on the microphone? No, it's really, really bad. Good. That is actually unlistenable. Um, so her emotion picture, Dirty Computer, uh, goes along with... Is it all of the songs or some of the songs? I can't remember. Just some of the songs. Some, most some of, of the songs. songs. A majority of the songs. Um, and uh, a very short, I guess, synopsis of it is that Janelle Monet is an android called Jane57821, uh, and she attempts to break free from the constraints of the totalitarian society that forcibly makes Jane comply with its homophobic and racist beliefs. Uh, and that's why it's called Dirty Computer, because uh, they call robots and androids that don't comply to the society dirty computers and they must be cleaned yeah the thing the thing about the 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 emotion picture is that uh and the album itself is that like it's not really symbol it's like symbolic in the way that like it's sci-fi yeah it's just like it's just making it's like the thinnest thinnest veiled like sci-fi symbolism ever and i think that's you know maybe to its benefit too uh, she's very explicit about it as well and so i'm gonna actually talk a little bit about that after this um is that this also coincided with her coming out uh as pansexual and that she's in a relationship with the uh, her co-star one of her co-stars uh tessa thompson who was also valkyrie in thor ragnarok didn't that didn't she actually wasn't that just a rumor and then like she was just like no that's not actually true Sure. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a. I thought it was just a rumor. Look it up. Yep, they're dating. Oh, okay. So, uh, she came out, did the damn thing, um, which also she explores pretty like heavily uh, homophobic and like racist sort of tropes and stuff uh, in the emotion picture. Uh, I recommend it if you have a spare. I think it's a uh, what is it like forty minutes. Yeah, like 40 to 50, something like that. Not super duper long, and I think it's worth it because uh, she's created some incredible visuals. Uh, And so another reason why I bought this album is because I want to talk about one of my favorite genres of media, which is called Afrofuturism. Uh, And Afrofuturism uh, is sci-fi works that focus on black history uh, from both like African and then uh, African-American culture. And then starring uh, black characters, and it is one of my most favorite genres. And there are a lot of like, uh, it's it's a lot of music. It started off as a lot of music and a lot of literature, and then gradually it became some comic books, some movies, video games, and it's becoming more and more popular uh, as time goes on. Examples including like a tribe called Quest, Earth, Wind, Fire, Janelle Monae, obviously, uh, Outcast, Willow Smith, a lot of people, Solange. Um, and then movies like Black Panther, Get Out, uh, Blade even, A Wrinkle in Time, uh, and there are a lot of really interesting things that are considered Afrofuturism, including some people argue that The Invisible Man, which is now, uh, in the, what's it fucking called, um, Universal Monsters sort of universe now, with like the Wolfman, etc., yeah, they haven't done a lot with that extended universe in a while. Yeah, 
Uh, so that's considered to be pre-Afrofuturistic uh, when that was written because it's sort of a metaphor for the black experience in America. Uh, I didn't look into that too deeply, but I think that's really interesting. I might do a little bit more research into that. But I, I think that Janelle, uh, and so with her first album, she really represented this. She has a really interesting relationship with robotics and androids uh, as a metaphor for minority. It's it's always so interesting to see her like represent it and uh, really play in the space of Afrofuturism. And watching that movie, I... It, it was so fucking good and in the same way that I really enjoyed Get Out because not only was like it genuinely just nice to see non-white or non-white like straight people in a movie but it was also just fucking good and it made me so happy because like now people can't like diss it because not only is it good but it has like really good minority characters and Dirty Computer is that exa- like exact thing it is fucking incredible I highly recommend it. Uh, I like yeah. so many uh, of the songs on that album. So many of the songs? So now many wait, of the songs. Now, wait a second. So many of the songs. Now, wait a second. Nah, so many of the songs. Now, hold on. Do you like Let's every maybe... song on Isolation? Yes. All right. I like every single song on Isolation. All right. Well, we can't all be you. Look, I there's a reason that I've been obsessing over this album since it came out. That's it's because true. I love every single song, not just like love. Well, that's all I really have to say about Dirty Computer. Well, th- thank you. <laughs> thank you. We don't we don't say thank you enough. Thank you for presenting that. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, we we will announce the winners uh, as decided by y'all. Mm-hmm. Now that you, now that we've made our case, sis, cases, yeah. case high. Uh, we will we will put up uh, polls on Twitter and uh, encourage y'all to vote. We'll uh, we'll announce the winners on our next episode, which our next episode is also going to be a very special one. Uh, I, not not much to say about it yet, but it's uh, it's going to be very exciting for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, look forward to that. I guess I do have some good news. Mm-hmm. I I did I did finish my spaghetti and I don't think anyone heard. I certainly didn't. You you actually didn't hear me eat my spaghetti? No. I then I succeeded. I forgot, I forgot you had spaghetti. This was the spaghetti episode. Yeah, and I forgot. I I hope I hope everyone enjoyed the spaghetti episode. Mm-hmm. Um which I think, you know, it being the spaghetti episode is maybe more important than the fact that it was a music awards show. <laughs> We really should have focused more on the spaghetti. We really should have focused. You know what? I'm changing all of my nominations to spaghetti. Mm, you sure about that? Yeah, I think they'll win. I think they'll win still. That is true. Still. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Vote for me if you're not homophobic. <laughs> hey, now. You're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. If you have a suggestion for next week's show, or have a song that you want to recommend us, or you just have some feedback, uh, you can find us on Twitter, at ArtGhostPod, or at our Gmail, at ArtGhostPod, at gmail.com. We do a listener suggestion special every couple of months uh, for uh, for songs that uh, that have been sent in. So don't, uh, don't, don't wait. Send don't wait. in. Oh, shit. <coughs> Drop my phone. High quality production here at Artificial Ghost Radio. Uh, you can also give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. 
which you most certainly will give a great one, I'm sure, after that fantastic fumble. If you like the show, uh, please do share it with a friend, because, uh, I mean, word of mouth is, is really the only way that we uh, that we get, our, get ourselves out there. So if you uh, wanted to share it with someone, then we would really, really appreciate it. Thank you once again for listening, and we will see you on the other side. We will see you on the other side. If you keep doing that, I will end this podcast and you. <laughs>